the year. We're moving into the last week of 2018, and often that can cause a sense of uh, just, you know, feeling uh, of being worn out, maybe discouraged, maybe you uh, weren't able to accomplish maybe some of the, the goals and the dreams that you had set out for uh, in the, uh, at the beginning of the year, and we just kind of feel stretched thin. And Christmas season is certainly a season of joy, uh, but it's also a time of a cumulative weight uh, of uh, the year, and then, of course, all of the deadlines. And so, what is the answer to a year that has brought just a collective weariness, where you're getting tired, and uh, by the end of the year, you're looking for maybe a few days off of rest and reading or whatever you like to do uh, over these over these times. And But let's look to the Word, and let's let, let, let's see some things here that I, I think can be a help to us here this morning. Look at verse number 31 of Isaiah chapter number 40. When we feel jaded, discouraged, genuinely worn out, this is, a, this is where my mind often will go. And it says, And they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. I don't know about you, but that... That verse, that verse speaks to me. Uh, that is, that is what I need. And uh, but when you begin to think, is but how do I, how do I get there? How do I, how do I get to the place where uh, this could be a description of uh, maybe this next week for you, as we're in the final uh, days here of our Christmas season? Uh, well, how, so how do we get to verse thirty-one? Well, the first thirty verses, and don't worry, we won't go through every single one of those. But the first 30 verses of this chapter, they have something to do with it. Isaiah 40 is full of the anticipation of the birth of Jesus Christ. But I want us to use this time here this morning uh, to show the promise of renewed strength that God gives to all those who might be a little bit discouraged, a little bit worn out, jaded, whatever sometimes this time of year uh, brings. And so I want us to say, first of all here, that you need to lean into what you know about God. You need to lean into what you know about God. Have you not known? The Bible says here, have you, have you not heard? Look at verse number 28. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding. And so God reminds his people of what they already know. Don't you already, don't you already know this? Haven't you already, haven't you already heard this? You need, to be, you need to be reminded of some things. And so what I want us to do right now is I want us to think about some things we know about God. Something that you've known, maybe something that you've heard what are some things that a believer in Christ needs to maybe remind themselves about God? What are some things that we know about God? He's just. Okay, what else? Let's keep going. Always the same. Good. What else? What else do we know about God? Love. More. Okay, flesh that out. What do we know about His love? Oh, sorry, Frank. 
Mercy. Okay, what else? What else do we know about God? I'm sorry. I Sovereign. Sorry, Sonia. I was, just, I was hearing sober. But yeah, God, sober, right? But sovereign. What else do we know about God? Come on, let's keep going. Oscar, can't hear you. Omnipresent, always there. All powerful. Keeps his promises. What was that, Will? Flawless. What else do we know about God? Sustaining. Merciful. How many are thankful for God's mercy? <laughs> Anything else? Carla? Grace we always need. Dave? Jealous? Is it jealous? Can you explain that for us? Jealous over us in a good, right? Yeah, oftentimes we uh, will take a, our human definition of something, and so that's why I wanted you to explain that. Yes, he's jealous over us, over our time and our attention. What else? Elizabeth. His time is right, even when you have to wait. You're jaded, you're worn out, you're tired. Hast thou not known? He's the revealer. Okay. So God, God reminds his people, he's going to, over what they already know, what they have already heard. And he does that, hear me, because faith is strengthened not just by learning something new. Obviously, when you first learned of a God that loves you and you know died on the cross, sent His Son to die on the cross for you, those yes, that that new knowledge is wonderful and faith is strengthened. But it's not just strengthened by things that you are learning, but by coming back to what you've already heard, by coming back to what you've already known. Things like Christ crucified and that He is risen for us. And so, what is it that every believer knows? And has heard about God that we need to learn, lean into, excuse me, in these times of weariness. Well, look at look what it says in verse 28. Uh, God is your creator, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. God formed you. God formed you in your, in your mother's womb. He gave you life. He gave you life with purpose. And that purpose was... Um, you know, to learn of his, his redeeming you, to bringing glory to God and to living for Him. And so He gave you purpose. He purchased you at the cost of His own Son. And so He made you and He, he bought you back again. You've, you've heard the, kind of the, the, the stories that go along with that. And He infused new life into you. He, was re, he recreated you in Jesus Christ. And so when you and I are feeling worn out when we're feeling this collective weariness of a year and it's all coming down we're in our last week of 2018 and, and you can be tired have you not known have you not heard remind yourself of the fact that you were created by him man our world needs to know that today that they have a creator that they 
that they can't just do whatever they want. And uh, so that, that God is your creator. It also tells us that it says in verse 28, fainteth not, neither is weary. God, God, God doesn't get weary. God doesn't, God doesn't faint. God doesn't, uh, God doesn't get tired. He's, uh, God sustains all that he has made. God does. We learn in uh, Colossians that everything that is, is held. It's, it's, it consists of, uh, of, of Christ. He, he holds it all uh, together. Everything that he created, he also sustains. Does never get weary. He never tires of you. Do you ever get tired of yourself? <laughs> I do. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes like, man, I'm making the same mistake again. The Godhead, the, the, the Trinity is not uh, all saying, oh, where do we go from here with you put your name in there? Doesn't get, he, he doesn't get weary of us. He works on an ever. This was kind of mentioned about, about the way his time is. But he works on an everlasting time scale. It says that the everlasting God. Time, it's at God's disposal. None of us knows what God will do in this coming year. That's kind of scary. Let alone the next 10 years or the next 50 years if God would allow us to, uh, to live that long or what God will do in the lives of our children or what God will do in the lives of our grandchildren. We pray that they, that they will have you know, prosperous, beautiful lives and that they will glorify God with those lives. But none of us really knows what time holds, but God does. Time is at His disposal. He's, he's an everlasting God. And so uh, you might have maybe a rebellious child right now or rebellious grandchild, but we don't know what their children and what their grandchildren, they could be used mightily of God someday. You just never know. Listen to me, 2018, it wasn't a waste. God is, God is working. He's, he, it, it, he, he's, he's, he's in your life. He's, he's, uh, he's the everlasting God. He was the God of creation, and He's the God of your life right now. Look what else verse 28 says at the end of it. There is no searching of His understanding. You and I, we cannot fathom what God understands. It's impossible. None of us will ever know the mind of God. None of us will ever gain a full picture of what He is doing. And so can I ask you a question? So why even try? A lot of times people, they will, I say this often, they'll bring God into our courtroom and they will begin to think, oh, well, God, you didn't do this, you didn't do this, and we don't fully understand why He does certain things, and then we, we don't believe. Or we reject, or there's seasons of unbelief, or seasons of rejection you and i we're not going to fully understand the sovereignty of god not the sobriety of god that's what i thought you said uh, the sovereignty of god is such a beautiful doctrine and such a beautiful understanding that we need to remind ourselves of when we don't understand life when we don't even know the questions to ask let alone find the answers to that's when we cling to God is in control. That He has an understanding. That He is working it all out. Brian, why is this allowed? I don't know. But God, God knows. And so there's no searching of His understanding. You and I, we can, 
we can rest in the fact that God knows. And so, just in, just in verse 28, you ought, to, you ought to lean into what we know about God. He is our Creator. He, is, he doesn't ever get weary of us. He's on an everlasting time schedule. And then He's also, we will never fully understand what He's doing. But then look at also, look at verse number 29. You and I begin need to lean into the truth that you know about yourself. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even to the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Notice the words that are used here. Words like faint, no might, fall. That's us. Verse 28 is God. Verse 29 is us. You and I, we need to lean into what we know about ourselves. And then notice that Isaiah is actually describing us even at our best. Notice what it says. Even youths shall be faint and weary. Then God says, young men shall fall. The phrase young men literally means picked men. It would almost be like if it was time for uh, the Olympics and you would put together this Olympic committee for the United States in, let's just say, figure skating. The Daltons went skating yesterday. I saw that online. So let's say figure skating. That's what was on my mind since I thought of it. And so someone, they're going to, they're gonna, what they're going to do? They're going to try to find the best figure skaters. And Maria, it's glad to have you back. Would they have picked you? From yesterday, this is your first time, right? But you did a great job from, from what I could see. But when it says that the young men will fall, literally the, 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 the picked men will, will, will fall. Even those that they select that are the absolute best, the long distance runners, the marathoners. Does everybody finish every marathon? I, I wouldn't. Woo! But even the best, they don't finish. Sometimes they faint, sometimes they fall, and certainly there are some that do. And so even at our best, we're, being, uh, we're, we're, we're kind of being described here. At the end of a marathon, they're exhausted because their bodies have been through a test of endurance that has pushed them to the limits. I want you to keep your finger here and turn to 2 Corinthians 5. 2 Corinthians 5. There are limits... To all human endurance. It's been a long year, maybe. I enjoyed rehashing with our leadership. It's been a wonderful year uh, in, in our church, but certainly there, there are wearying times. Look at verse number one. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle will dissolve. Okay, Paul's talking about our bodies. Okay, crazy way of putting it, but our bodies. Okay, we have a building of God in house not made with hands eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. So Paul's saying, while we're down here on this earth, while we're down here in this body, we are groaning for that heavenly body, for the, for the, for the new body. Okay, obviously he's talking to believers here. If so, be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon 
that mortality might be swallowed up of life. And so Paul is describing here, if I can just put it this way, kind of as a tent. Not palaces made of stone and held up by marble pillars, but tents made of canvas and held up by ropes that stretch, that sag, that fray, that um, uh, get, you know, that, 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 that fall apart. So no Christian should be surprised at the experience of weariness. God has placed us, um, His treasures, in what? Earthen vessel or jars of clay is also the way you can put it. Of earthen vessel. That God has placed us here and He's given us a body that is becomes weary, that becomes tired. And so this is who we are. So here's what you need to know about yourself. You're going to be so glad you came to church this morning. Here's what you need to know about yourself. You are not God. You're not God. You are a created being with limits to your own strength and endurance. You will become weary. You will know what it is to feel spent, what it is to feel exhausted, to feel like there is absolutely no hope. It's amazing. And I get into these as well, so I don't want to just paint myself as some hero. But it's amazing how many Christians will come to me over, uh, over the years, people in our church, and they just don't understand, like, oh, why, would, why, would this, why would God put me in such an exhausting place? You know, why, why do I have to work so hard? And then what, they're, what they tend to do, and we all tend to do this, we'll look to somebody else and be like, well, they don't have it as hard as us. And we compare ourselves with ourselves, and we know that that is unwise. But feeling out, feeling worn out, should not take you by surprise. You need to lean into that truth. It's going to be hard. Even the best of the best of the best are going to fall. They're going to faint. They're going to be weary. Okay? So then what we need to do is then we need to lay hold of the hope that you do have. Laying hold of the hope that you have is the natural result of leaning into the truth that you know. When you learn what you learn, excuse me, and what you know about God, that God is the eternal creator and that He doesn't grow weary in those things we looked at, you will look to Him, and as you do, He will give you strength. Look at verse 29 again. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, He increases strength. Notice that word gives, or, or, or giveth. It is an action of God in relation to His own people at times when we feel out of strength, when we feel that it is depleted, and our faith is burning low, so to speak. He gives power. He increases strength. Well, how does God do that? Well, God never gets tired. God never gets weary. God's faith never wanes. God gives you himself. God gave you Jesus. God gave you the spirit of Jesus. God gave you the the Holy Spirit of God that is living inside of you. And so when you and I, when we are reminded of who God is and that God doesn't ever get weary and that God's strength, all of that never wanes. And when you and I look to Him, when we, when we realize it's not this like spiritual zap that all of a sudden we get all the power. No, it's not like that. Instead, you begin to just rest in Christ. You begin to realize that you have what you need in Him. That you have the one that never faints. You have the one that never tires. And the effect of this 
strength is that God's people keep pressing on. They keep running. And they keep walking. When we wait upon the Lord, when we ponder upon the Lord, when we, when, when, when we search the Lord, when we serve the Lord, what will happen is, is you will be able to mount up with wings as eagles. You'll be able to walk and not faint and all of those different things in verse 31. But what you get, and actually if you go all the way back to the beginning of chapter 4, list, 40, this is a chapter about the coming of Christ. There's great anticipation. It's about Christmas. Well, what did God give us in Christmas? Well, God gave us His Son. God gave us the sustainer. God gave us the one that was going to be what we needed to continue to press on in life. And so we have the Holy Spirit, this divine power. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Ponder what you have in Him. And what will happen is is you'll keep walking and you'll keep pressing on. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And so I want to ask you today, do you know that you have your Creator? Are Are you aware that you've been created by Him? And that God doesn't faint, God doesn't get weary, God isn't like, oh, I cannot believe Ryan. No, no, no. God gives us Christ. He moved on our behalf so that you and I can continue to press on. And so, are you weary? I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm a little weary. Not so much this morning, because I got a great night's sleep, but just kind of as I was pondering this week of just, man, it's just been a good busy, but it's been busy. And we get weary, and we're coming to the end of a year, uh, one week left, so to speak. And uh, we're thinking 2019. Like, oh, I don't want to think about that yet. Well, you have to. It's coming. And uh, so it's right around the corner. And if we're not careful, we can just be like, oh, this is not even worth it. No, it is. Uh, rest in Christ. And once again this morning, uh, I'm going to say this at 11 o'clock, uh, and then again even tonight at 5, open up the gospel again. Open up the, the greatest present that's ever been given. Uh, open that up again and realize what you have in that, and that will energize you to keep walking, to keep running, and uh, it's not some spiritual zap. It's not all of a sudden like God's going to be like, hmm, all right, Julie, you're extremely worn out. Here's like 30 hours of sleep at one moment. That doesn't work like that. Instead, it's kind of in your weariness, you're able to just keep going. That's the strength that we're talking about. God gave you himself. God gave you Christ and, and, uh, and the Holy Spirit. So let's have a word of prayer. And then it is 1040. I would like us to uh, spend some time uh, spend some time fellowshipping one with another. Talk with one another. Ask them what they're doing for the week of Christmas or whatever the case is. And uh, just develop, um, develop good, uh, godly friendships and relationships. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for uh, just the promise of Christmas. And we think of Isaiah 40 and how there was just great anticipation of, uh, of Christ's birth. And uh, Lord, I pray that uh, as we are now some 2,000 years